tragic news today with the accident of a P-63 King Cobra flying into a B-17 bomber as part of the Dallas Air Show being run by the Commemorative Air Force. Whilst it's far too soon to be trying to work out what exactly happened, one contributing factor was almost certainly ineffective lookout and situational awareness. So I'm going to talk about that and how we can relate it to our day-to-day flying coming right up. So strap in and let's get into it. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 56 of Flight Training Australia podcast. The podcast all about flight training in Australia and beyond. I'm your host Trent Robinson, thank you for joining me. So today's episode is taking a bit of a turn. I wasn't going to talk about this but I just felt compelled to uh, shuffle things around a bit and talk about this. It's now midnight, the weekend hasn't quite, quite gone to the plan as I was expecting but it's just something I really feel passionate about talking and uh, talking about and, and covering with everybody. So if you haven't seen already, there's just some uh, horrific footage of a aircraft colliding into another at an air show display over wings over Dallas and the Dallas uh, air show in America. And looking at it at first glance, you're just seeing how the hell can something like that happen? There's all sorts of uh, rumours and finger-pointing and blaming going on, and obviously that's going to happen in this day and age with social media and that, that everyone's got an opinion on something and everybody thinks they know what happened and why. First of all, rest in peace uh, to the souls on Lost on Board and my heartfelt condolences to the families of those lost and to everyone who witnessed a tragic accident like that. Everyone going to an air show, the last thing you want to see is anything like that. Um, Just horrible. So hopefully uh, it's not going to have a massive impact as far as allowing air shows and things to continue. But if there is uh, a breakdown in how the air show is organised or anything else, that we can find out what and apply it to other air shows in the future. There will obviously be an investigation into this accident and I am in no way going to try and break it all down and tell you what happened as I, like you, do not hold all the facts. And this is one thing us as pilots or we as pilots, um, especially on web-based forums, uh, we need to be careful of. Constantly uh, you know, bashing that keyboard, wanting to, I don't know what it is, but just trying to tell everyone what happened and why without all the facts It can be toxic and it's just not the right thing to do. It can be disrespectful to those that have lost their lives and pushing blame, pointing fingers under the guise of uh, education, you know, we need to learn from this. It's not the same as uh, allowing the investigation to be completed and the facts to come out and uh, at that point we can then apply the learnings from the accident or the incident to future activities to try and ensure that it doesn't happen again. Aviation is leading the way in many fields uh, in that area of of trying to learn from our mistakes and being open enough to talk about them. And I think that's a really important thing that 
none of us try and pretend that we're flawless. And even today, just flying uh, back, I made a mistake. It wasn't a big mistake, but it was a mistake all the same. And I immediately recognized why it happened and we'll make a note of it for the future. So ultimately, an incident like this is going to rock everybody, but even now there are some things that we can learn from it and not so much from the accident itself, but the comments that I've been reading uh, on some of these online forums and news articles, uh, some by pilots and some by the general public who obviously aren't educated in aviation as we are, Um, but from some pilots who have been commenting, it shows that there are still misconceptions by some of us, which is concerning. And that's what I want to try and use this accident to to highlight and discuss at this point until further facts and uh, findings are actually revealed. So the first one is really this whole concept of see and avoid. And I think it's fairly clear that this was a major contributor to this accident without getting into mechanical failures, uh, health of the pilots or anything else. It seems clear the P-63 pilot did not see the B-17 or he wouldn't have flown into it. Now, again, I'm no expert, but this aircraft's apparently notorious for poor visibility in the construction of the cockpit and the positioning of the wing. So think about the aircraft you fly. Where are its blind spots? Does it have wing struts in the way sometimes? I know I've gone to pull out into a taxiway only to find an aeroplane hiding behind the wing strut that I didn't see. Is the airframe in the way sometimes? Where does the canopy meet the airframe to your left and right where the windscreen joins? Is this in your way? Is the windscreen a bit bendy and it distorts your view? How's the view over the nose? Is it a high wing, a low wing? What about the windows and the windscreens themselves? Are they cracked or crazed, refracting the light and making it difficult to see, especially early morning or late evening as the sunlight hits those cracks and just splinters uh, every which way? Think about those things and fly your aircraft accordingly. They're all threats that can be identified and take into account when you're doing your lookout. Clear left, clear centre, clear right, and maybe behind, maybe clear above, clear below. Remember doing that in your training. Who still does that now? It's not something that we just do in a training phase and is no longer required. How long does it take you to do it? On check flights, I routinely see it not done at all, just playing the card of the big sky theory, assuming that we're the only ones there. Other times, if it is done at all, it's more of a lip service thing and it's rushed. And there was actually traffic there that they completely missed because they were just doing it. Possibly because I was on board doing a check flight and it's not something they normally do. See and avoid is something that affects everyone, no matter what you fly and at what stage of flying you're at. Because at the end of the day, it only takes two aircraft to share a common trajectory for them to collide. And this is a completely non-discriminate thing. Aircraft fly overhead all the time. I see aircraft passing underneath me all the time. 
Now, I've had multiple near misses, close calls. How many of you have had one? Have you reported it? The fact is most near misses are just assumed, oh, look, it's the training area. It's a, a entry point into the airport. It happens all the time. So people don't report it. But you're probably fine that near misses or near hits, this is probably better uh, wording, is far more common than people would care to admit. No matter which way you look at it, two solid objects colliding just don't match. Scene avoid is a critical part of a pilot's process in flying an aircraft. But it's not just looking out. You need good situation awareness. And you would have heard me touch on this multiple times as well. I've touched on making accurate position reports in other episodes. And this is a critical thing that can lead to an instant breakdown in situational awareness. By misreporting your position can lead to other pilots letting their guard down, thinking you're not in their area and not someone they need to be concerning themselves with when you actually could very well be a bigger threat than they realise. So make sure that you are listening out to other traffic, making your radio calls and building a mental picture in your mind of who is in your general area and think about it and remember them. Write it down if you have to. Be aware of flight paths. They might not be in your area right away, but as you move further out, maybe on departure, they're departing from a similar path, maybe crossing uh, your track at a similar altitude, could very well become a threat later. So be careful. Maintain good, solid lookout. See and avoid, listen and avoid. Maintain that situational awareness. The other thing that I've seen as comments is, why didn't air traffic control do something? Now, first of all, in an air show situation, it's an aerial display. The air traffic control will clear the airspace for the display to take part. And then the pilots will fly the routine uh, or performance that they've planned uh, and briefed, most likely, on the ground. So it's not something air traffic control can really do. And if anything were to happen in this case, even if they did see it, it'd most likely be too late to do anything about it. But let's think about air traffic control in a normal world. Class C airspace. Who are they required to separate? When is VFR aircraft separated from VFR, IFR from IFR, and VFR from IFR? Who are they responsible for separating? Obviously, if they see something, they're going to point it out. You'll hear quite often. If you're on radar or center outside of the main control zone, they'll be watching, and sometimes if they've got capacity, they'll call out a potential conflict and a traffic alert. But it's not up to them to separate pilots. It is up to us to separate ourselves from each other. When on a radar environment, centre frequency, we can request traffic and guidance, flight following, all things that can help build us a picture of what's going on around us. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it comes down to an effective lookout. See and listen and avoid. Use all three and then you'll have every chance of remaining safe and aware of what's around you and being able to take suitable action to avoid any potential conflicts. 
All right, guys, that's it for this episode, short and sweet. But I think in light of what's happened, I just wanted to talk about it because it could help save a life or lives. And the whole thing of look out, see and avoid by effective looking out and listening out is just a critical thing that sometimes we all need to be reminded of, especially up here in the Territory in WA, Queensland, Central Australia. You can think that you're the only person around for miles, but I can tell you when there's someone there, they're always going to be on a potential conflicting path or very close to it. So just remember old mate Murphy, he's out there ready to strike. All right, if you've got any info, questions, uh, any topics you'd like discussed or anything else you want to raise, just feel free to contact me at info at trentrobinsonaviation.com.au. Otherwise, you can hit me up on the socials. Links are all in the description below. Until next time, blue skies and remember the golden rule. Aviate, navigate and communicate. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>